called and known by name. I'd really like to continue where I left off with the, with the children and invite you to consider this wonderful thing that we call a name. Have you had events where you need to wear a name badge? Yeah. Perhaps your job requires it. And both these circumstances, events and job, have applied very much to me throughout my adult life. I bought a selection along, you might not. I was going to use this for the children, but I thought, no, nah, adults deserve a bit of something. Just a, a few of the name badges that I've had to wear throughout my adult life. They all give my name, some give my role, some my status, some where I've come from, who I represent. Most give the name of the event concerned. And there's some rather sinister ones here as well. There's these, see these? These are military dog tags, and they come from the first Gulf War, 1991. These also give my blood group, uh, my military service number, and my religious denomination, which you may or not be relieved to know, says Baptist. <clears throat> There's one down here somewhere. It's from the um, Austrian Institute of Religion and Peace. It's got my designation absolutely right. And it says, here we are, Institute for Religion and Peace, Catholic Military Cha Chaplaincy of the Republic of Austria, Brain Parker. <laughs> These are unique to me, but they're not primarily for my benefit, or indeed my nearest and dearest. My parents, after all, uh, gave me my name, and being a bright lad, like young George here, I'd uh, got it memorized by the time I was one. You never forget your name. I was uh, in a, a rank of newly promoted sub-lieutenants being inspected by the base commander, and as he got to the man next to me, he said in a rather menacing tone, you're not wearing your name badge. And without batting an eyelid or showing any sign of fear or remorse whatsoever, the chap just said, I've memorized it, sir. Well, we saw from the children's talk that God has our names memorized and even has a note of them, lest he forgets. We read from John chapter 10 just a few minutes ago. This passage has been called the 23rd Psalm of the New Testament. The psalmist wrote, the Lord is my shepherd. See how personal, how individual this is. In the subtext, we might always see him thinking, David bar Jesse, God leads me, calls me, knows my name. And John himself records the Lord saying, the one who enters by the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. The gatekeeper opens the gate for him and the sheep listen to his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. And when he's brought out all his own, he goes on ahead of them, and his sheep follow him because they know his voice. In this passage, Jesus called himself the good shepherd. Peter called him the chief shepherd. Listen. 
Be shepherds of God's flock that is under your care, and when the chief shepherd appears, you will receive the crown of glory that will never fade away. And Paul calls him the great shepherd, the great shepherd of the sheep, in that wonderful benediction that closes the epistle to the Hebrews. Listen. Now may the God of peace, who through the blood of the eternal covenant brought back from the dead our Lord Jesus, that great shepherd of the sheep, equip you with everything good for doing his will. And may he work in us what is pleasing to him through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. These three shepherd titles have been linked to Psalms 22, 23, and 24. The good, the great, and the chief shepherd. And someone with far more originality than I have entitled a sermon, The Cross, the Crook, and the Crown. Let's come back to John chapter 10. It's a remarkable passage. As we've briefly observed, it carries the pastoral overtones of Psalm 23, where the shepherd gathers his sheep, leads them out to pasture, shelters and protects them. But did you notice also the sacrificial echo of Psalm 22 in our reading? This prophetic panorama heralded Christ's execution portraying the good shepherd laying down his life for the sheep. The crucifixion quotations that leap the thousand years from David the shepherd king to Jesus the king shepherd are also familiar to us. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? All who see me mock me. They hurl insults, shaking their heads. He trusted the Lord, they say. Let the Lord rescue him. They divide my clothes among them and cast lots for my garment. In our reading this morning from John chapter 10, we read, I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep and my sheep know me, just as the Father knows me and I know the Father and I lay down my life for the sheep. The sacrificial echo of Psalm 22 in John chapter 10. Did you also catch a hint of Psalm 24 as the chief shepherd takes up his life again and enters the gates to the sound of trumpets and the praises of his people? Lift up your heads, you gates. Lift them up, you ancient doors, and the king of glory may come in. Who is he, this king of glory? The Lord Almighty. He is the king of glory. Here is one triumphant and full of divine authority. Again, from our gospel reading. The reason my father loves me is that I lay down my life only to take it up again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down of my own accord. And I have authority to lay it down and authority to take it up again. Now, I guess as good Baptists, you must have heard and digested sermons on these three great great psalms, the cross, the crook, and the crown, the good shepherd, the great shepherd, the chief shepherd. Perhaps you haven't considered how the Lord Jesus Christ condenses and encapsulates this majestic trilogy in so succinct a a manner in John's Gospel, chapter 10. And in the midst of it all, calls us by 
name. Let's consider the good shepherd. Jesus calls your name because he wants you to come to him. Each Easter time in the toddler group at St. Clear's Chapel, we tell the story of the lost sheep. We always find the poor creature because Rob Walrand, our friendly farmer from uh, Glebe Farm Pitney, brings it in the form of a new spring lamb, much to the delight of uh, the toddlers and indeed everyone. But even in their very simple way, the toddlers, their mums, their carers, their grandmas, and all of those that come grasp that the call of Jesus the Good Shepherd is often to one that is lost. <clears throat> Do you remember that old hymn based on uh, Luke chapter 15? There were ninety and nine that safely lay in the shelter of the fold. Well, Sankey was mentioned earlier in the notices, uh, but this actually was the first hymn tune written by Ira D. Sankey, setting an Elizabeth Clefane poem to music back in 1874. It reflects the sacrificial care of the Good Shepherd for each of his sheep. If you're lost, he leaves the ninety and nine safe in the fold and searches, calling your name, ready to lay down his life that you might be found. Jesus dealt with some much bigger lost sheep than the little lambs in our toddler group. And here are some individuals he called. Blind Bartimaeus, he said, go. Your faith has healed you. To the Pharisee Nicodemus, he said, you haven't grasped the essentials, old chap. You must be born again. To tax collector Zacchaeus, he said, come down out of your tree and get things sorted out. To the woman at the well, he said, I'm the one speaking to you. I am he, meaning the Messiah, the one who could offer her salvation. You see the individual situations, the blind beggar, the religious intellectual, the compromised Jew, the adulterous woman, all given a word that will deal with their lost condition. I guess because you're here this morning, you're... Um, one of the ninety and nine that lay in the shelter of the fold. But if you see yourself in these characters whom Jesus called by name, so that he may find you and you may find yourself, this is the call of the good shepherd. Let's consider the great shepherd. <clears throat> the main thrust of our gospel passage is pastoral. It's most like Psalm 23, the shepherd's personal care for his sheep, his sheep. They belong to him. In the ancient East, uh, and to an extent even today, a shepherd's wealth is counted in his flock. Asking how, ask him how much he's worth, and he'll answer, oh, a thousand sheep. Even the grandeur of God himself is expressed in similar terms. In Psalm 50, we read, I have no need of a bull from your stall or goats from your pens, for every animal of the forest is mine and the cattle on a thousand hills. These sheep are the most precious creatures in the universe. As their proprietor, provider, and protector, the great shepherd is never off duty. In the same gospel, Jesus calls many followers by name to comfort and correct them. <clears throat> 
Martha has already met Jesus following the death of her brother Lazarus, but went to her sister Mary to say, the teacher is here and he's asking for you. He's calling your name. The call of consolation. To Thomas, he says, put your finger here, see my hands, reach out your hand, put it in my side, stop doubting and believe. The call to confirmation. To Simon Peter, do you love me? Feed my sheep. The call to commissioning. Each occasion elevated the life of the disciple to a new plane. You may be in the fold, but the shepherd has come to lead you out, not just to pasture, but to service. He wants to console you in your distress, confirm you in your faith, and commission you in his service. Remember that benediction from Hebrews. Now may the God of peace, through the blood of the eternal covenant, brought back from the dead our Lord Jesus, that great shepherd of the sheep, equip you with everything good for doing his will. This is the call of the great shepherd. Let's now consider the chief shepherd. Now, I spent a lot of time during my naval service in Scotland and at the Arbroath Town Mission, but I became quite well acquainted with members of the Scottish Festival of Male Voice Praise. The first verse of their signature tune, I won't sing it, but I'll give you the words. It says, when the last day shall come and the roll shall be called and the saints meet the Savior in the air. When the pilgrim and stranger at last reach their home, we'll be there. Praise the Lord. We'll all be there. And if your Christian walk is nearing its end and your eyes are set on eternity, he calls you as the chief shepherd to the eternal home he has prepared for you. He knows you. He knows your circumstances, your needs, your hopes, and most of all, your fears. Although we read much more about Jesus restoring life, he also called one back from the, at the very point of death to the penitent thief beside him at Golgotha. He said, today you will be with me in paradise. And in that day for each of us, he'll call our name as when weeping he cried, Lazarus, come forth. It's been suggested that if when facing the tomb, Jesus had simply commanded, come forth, without mentioning Lazarus' name, the sea and the graves of all time would have given up their dead. Jesus was the good shepherd in his dying, the chief shepherd in his rising. I'm sorry, the great shepherd in his rising and the chief shepherd in his return. Good to me as a saved sinner. Great to me as a sanctified saint. Chief to me as a soul raised up at the last day to sit with him at the marriage supper of the Lamb. Called first as a sinner, I look to the Good Shepherd laying down his life for the sheep. Called as a saint, I look to the Great Shepherd to make me perfect in every good work to do his will. 
Called to life eternal, I look to the chief shepherd and hope to receive at his hand the crown of life which he shall give me, and not only me, but to all those who love his appearing. Where does that leave us today, here in Fivehead Baptist Church? Looking at John chapter 10 and this great majestic trilogy of psalms that is drawn together there, what's the centerpiece of it all in the psalms? Middle of Psalm 23, the center of this trilogy. Why? It's a table. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, my cup overflows. Here is a table set for those who have answered the shepherd's call. We're invited to take our places. In fact, I think at the heavenly table, you know, there may be one of these. You know what this is? This is the table place for a posh dinner. And you know, my place will be there at the marriage supper of the Lamb. We're invited to take our places. Any here this morning who, advanced, who answered the call of the Good Shepherd, who are followers of the Lord Jesus Christ, are welcome.